This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's 7.14, you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And now, how do you feel about chatbots? We are asking because Spain's government is proposing a law to ban automated customer service. So the thinking here, um, coming from the Consumers Affair, Consumer Affairs Minister, Alberto Garzon, said that customer services um, often cause endless headaches for Spanish families because too many companies have created these bureaucratic labyrinths that stop you from exercising your right to service. And this then results in a waste of energy, time and money for the families, many of whom uh, just end up giving up on their rights or the, the reason they called in in the first place. So we're going to expand on this and talk about how we feel when it comes to these chatbots or automated customer service. Let us know, how do you feel about chatbots? Would you pay more for in for an actual human customer service? You can call 7733 900 WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, Joining us now is Prem Kumar Chandrasekharan, Head of Data Science at Omnilytics. Prem, welcome to the show. Um, first off, how have automated customer services progressed over the years? Um, so when you, when you think about automation here, right, um, we can actually think about it as uh, automation being the bigger outer circle, whereby um, it has been in existence since the invention of computers. So you can automate uh, either by writing simple if-else logics or simple computer codes, or which is you know what which is one method of it, or you can go into the AI-centric of automation, which is uh, the artificial intelligence part, which we say nowadays it's mimicking human beings. Um, but yeah, we will come into that later. But this is how um, uh, this is the entire picture of automation, right? And when we talk about automated customer service, like I said before. Um, it has been there since since the early 1990s, I would say, uh, 2000s. We have actually seen automation in uh, voice IVRs. Uh, we have seen automations in uh, some sort of uh, email automation, uh, some auto replies, some spam filters, uh, some self-service help centers. So those are all, I would say, it falls under the automated customer service. What are some services that now largely rely on automation instead of humans? So um, some of these services like uh, IVRs, um, when you call a, a customer service uh, call center, it can be um, for, for a telecom service, it can be for, um, for a banking line, for example. So when you call a customer service nowadays, especially after the COVID period, it's normally responded by an IVR, which is Interactive Voice Response System, um, which is not actually AI, AI per se, because there's no really in, neural intelligence to it. It's just like, a, like an automated pre-recorded system that does something based on our responses, right? So it's an if and else kind of response. So another service, you know, it can be, you know, when you walk into, uh, you know, these fast food chains nowadays, most of it, it's, you have the self-service health centers where you go and order uh, on, on a screen, for example, right? And uh, even, even banking sectors, uh, most of it are getting automated nowadays. So what are the main advantages of automated customer service, both to the company as well as the customer? 
Um, the goal of automated customer service is um, one thing, right? So it actually, um, it helps both sides. So it, for companies, it helps them uh, to address customers' queries quickly, to attend to customers in, in, a, in a quicker manner because, you know, when, when, like for example, right, let's say you as a customer, you're calling a banking customer service line and then you're not put on hold immediately because another officer is attending another person. Instead, you are getting attended to immediately. Um, although you may need to wait if you need to speak to a customer service officer, we will not go into that. But the main uh, objective for this, uh, the advantage for the companies is that they can attend to customers uh, sooner. And as for customers, um, it, it actually helps customers fix uh, issues with say uh, agents, uh, customer service agents where you know there's a long waiting time, for example. Uh, so the main idea here or the advantage is to improve efficiency, I would say. And in contrast then, what are the most common complaints or points of resistance? Uh, so of course we want to increase efficiency, but then at the same time, if at any point you need the human touch, uh, where you need the human in the loop, we say HITL, uh, you do need to probably go through the queue again. You probably, as, as a customer, you do need to go through the queue again, especially when the machine will not be able to address uh, some of your queries or some of your requests. So tell us about your own experiences in dealing with automated customer service. What were some of the best and worst that you've encountered? I'm going to talk as a customer. I mean, going to a fast food chain, uh, previously, you know, you can, you can place... Uh, customized orders, you can add additional, I mean, you can ask for additional requests or something if it's, if you're dealing with, uh, uh, with a human directly, but with, uh, with a machine, it's, uh, it's normally fixed to that particular, you know, option that is available to you. That is one thing. And I also forgot to mention some of these online food delivery platforms. They're also automation systems, right? So even there, you, I mean, as a customer, I, I will not be able to, you know, place certain uh, requests. That is one thing on the on the food ordering part. The other part is, uh, for example, on the banking side. Uh, on the banking side, for example, most of the, the banking uh, sectors are actually moving to IVRs. And for example, when you want to uh, make a personalized request, you have to wait for you to go through the queue of you know, speaking to an officer, for example. So uh, those are some of the complaints and, you know, some of my uh, personal experience, uh, which I would still prefer having a human touch in that sense. So, yeah. So we're talking about this after news that Spain is proposing a bill to ban automated customer service with the rationale being that these um, services needlessly complicate the bureaucratic process. They often prevent people from exercising their rights to service. What do you make of this? So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on behalf of you know this is my personal opinion. Um, so uh, personally, as uh, someone being in the AI space and also uh, as a customer on you know, myself, I have always advocated uh, when it comes to customer service, we still need the human touch. Uh, I have been a, a firm believer that AI, uh, even though I'm an uh, I'm an AI scientist. Um, should only be there to actually help humans. It should not uh, in any way uh, be there to replace humans. And it, it can't replace humans, right? Because 
Um, we are, you know, such sophisticated beings and there are certain touches that human beings have that the computers will not be able to provide at all, uh, no matter how intelligent the computer is, right? Um, so in that sense, um, for me, in my personal experience and something that I advocate also, even as an AI scientist, uh, that you, when we go into customer service, we still need the human touch, right? Uh, you can, you know, we can automate up to a certain level to actually help humans address a certain issues. But, you know, this sort of interactions, human interactions, when it comes to medical field, teaching field, education field, and anything that involves customer interaction, uh, we need the human touch. And in the Malaysian context, how has uh, automated or AI-based customer service been received? Um, so we are, we are still very much in the automated space um, uh, in, in the Malaysian landscape, uh, if, if you ask me. Uh, AI is there, but it's like, you know, at a very minimum percentage. Um, so in terms of, you know, automation, you, you call in, uh, a customer service line and then uh, a machine answers. And then the machine is actually pre-programmed. When you click some buttons, either from number one to number nine, and then there's this next step that the machine takes for you to actually guide through and stuff. So these are all pre-programmed, assuming that humans or you know, the customers will actually interact in the same way as well. But there are variations as well. So when, when the variation happens, uh, that is where uh, the human touch is actually needed. So in terms of you know, the, you know, our country's landscape, I would say we are, we are very much in the, um, the, the if-else automation, uh, assuming that you know, certain logical steps will be taken by humans. And uh, we have uh, yet a long way to go to actually go into that uh, proper AI or even uh, having a, a better human interaction when it comes to customer service. Some common issues or complaints around automated customer services include that it's complicated, difficult to navigate, or it leads people in circles. Uh, what are some of the reasons why these systems function this way? When we design this uh, customer service uh, machines to replace human beings, right, we tend to uh, put in some set of probable steps or we, we tend to say the probable steps that a human would take, or these are the probable requests that they will have. Uh, and, and, and for that reason, we would tend to normally define that within a certain context, right? So we will tend to put it in a, in a, in a set of contexts, say uh, a probable values between one to nine. So there are nine possible steps that a customer would take. You know, that's how the, the, the system is actually designed. But you and I know that humans, are, we, we tend to normally don't stick to within a box. It's always a lot of variations because the, the, the complexity of human beings, are, it's actually huge, right? So you cannot expect a human to just stick within the steps of one to nine because there are lots of different types of requests can actually come in and stuff. So when the variation is a lot more compared to what was actually designed for it to actually do, uh, this is where complications happen. And this is where complaints come in as well, which is why I say uh, when we want to design such systems, we need to have an, an infinite amount of probability or at least close to an infinite amount of probability for us to actually address those issues which will not happen by a simple if-else logic. 
if we ever want to you know go close to that this is where some amount of uh, intelligence or ai system or random systems must come in and that again is not to, not to replace human beings but to you know assist human beings to address the first level of queries so what are some of the more sophisticated options or solutions that are currently in the works do you see these helping to address these issues so some of the higher end solutions i would say is moving away from the simple if else commands like you know like a set of sets to a more random uh, randomly distributed system so which we call as ai artificial intelligence right so so ai in in essence is just a set of probability system okay whereby uh, it's, it actually studies from the history historical behavior and you know there there will be a distribution of some probabilities of what what will probably happen right so that is where the next solution lies you know building an ai set where you know we can have like a set of very high uh, distribution of very high variation of what can actually happen or what uh, we can actually anticipate that the customers will actually ask for and that is where the next solution lies so i would say it is in ai but for this ai to become a success there has to be a collection of historical behaviors or patterns right right so in closing then um how do you think dealing primarily with chatbots has shaped the level and quality of customer service we expect i would say it's it's good if it's uh if it's meeting the expectation and uh it meets a certain threshold of quality but but right now most of the chatbots are actually also pre-programmed based on some um plausible steps that the customer would take and uh for that reason it's not probably achieving its full potential yet uh, it's probably only meeting at about 10 or 20% of its uh, full potential you can imagine chatbot as your phone voice assistant right uh whether you're saying uh hey siri or Uh, or your google assistant so when when it was first built it it had a minimum capability minimum features it actually support now it has a lot more features that is because of the historical uh, data there's more data collection there's more processing uh, there's more pattern recognition of human behaviors and so forth and now all our phone voice assistants can actually help us answer very complex questions as well so this is how the revolution of chatbot will actually go as well so right now they are all pre-programmed but over time with a lot of data collection and if it happens it will definitely you know be a, a very good substitute for for humans especially for first or second level support prem thanks so much for speaking with us that was prem kumar chandrasekharan uh, head of data science at omnilytics weighing in on automated customer service uh, keep Keep your thoughts coming and after this popcorn culture is up so keep it here on the evening edition BFM 89.9 Thank you for listening to this podcast To find more great interviews go to bfm.my bfm89.9 The Business Station Thank you for listening to this podcast To find more great interviews go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes BFM 89.9 The Business Station